Turn, if you will, please, tonight, all the way back to the book of Genesis, book of the beginning. Chapter 22, I'm interested in verse 14. If you're physically able, I'll ask you to stand reverence God for His Word. And Abraham called the name of that place uh, Jehovah Jireh, just that part of that verse. Father, I thank you for your word, this time together in the good house of God. Lord, what we felt around here already this evening, but a little taste of heaven. Now, dear God, it stands to reason, the congregation this size, uh, uh, no doubt somebody here that knows not Jesus and the free pardon of sin. And I pray, dear God, this will be the night they come, uh, get around this old time altar and invite him into their heart, uh, make a reservation for glory in him. Uh, while they still have time and opportunity. Lord, others, I pray numerous other needs, they get them to you. Sir, them find help at thy hand. Uh, I'll praise you for that that you do in Jesus' name. Uh, amen. amen. And you can be seated. And Abraham called the name of that place uh, Jehovah Jireh. I like to sort of pick up where I left off here on Monday evening. Uh, as we thought about names of God and went all the way back to the first verse of the book of Genesis. In the beginning, God. Capital G, little O, little D. Elohim. The one with unlimited power. The one with an unusual name. It's a plural name. And we thought about that name some... Uh, 7,000 times you find in the Word of God. Uh, Jehovah. You can call that a frequent name of God. Right. Uh, rendered capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. Right. Sometimes found capital G, capital O, capital D. Yeah. Uh, and then when Moses asked God, who am I going to tell that crowd down yonder sent me? He said, tell him I am. And I'm right there it is again. And then over in the sixth chapter of the book of Isaiah, in the king year King Isaiah died, that old prophet said, I saw the Lord. Capital L, little O, little R, little E. High and lifted up in his train. Filled the temple. And the Hebrew name there is Adonai. It means boss. It means the one in charge. Meister. Sir. That great sir. And then we thought about that compound name of God. Moses built it an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nissi. Means got our banner, got our flag, got our ensign or our standard. And I preached on the flag that I fly. We come tonight here to the twenty-second chapter of the book of Genesis, and another compound name that we find of God. The Bible said Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh. Means the Lord, He will 
provide. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> God being my helper, I want to preach the next few minutes on look who's providing for me. Now, I realize that this happened, Phil, hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Well, I'm glad, thank God, he's still Jehovah Jireh this evening. He's still the Lord. He will provide. My name's not Abraham, but he's still Jehovah Jireh. I don't have a son named Isaac, but he's still Jehovah Jireh. I don't live on a mountain called Moriah, but he's still Jehovah Jireh. One of them evenings, you know, that I almost went with something else altogether, Henry. But there's somebody in this congregation tonight needs reminding that, that the Lord will provide. I don't know who you are, maybe a half a dozen. God sent me here to remind somebody, Phil, that he's still Jehovah Jireh. <laughs> Hallelujah. I realize that gas up our way, I mean, you got cheap gas down here, man. They claim that to haul it so far at the mountain, you know. But I'm glad I served Jehovah Jireh. Lord, He will provide. Hallelujah. Now, I'd like to bring up two or three provisions He made for Abraham. Blesses my heart. And I'll be done. We'll go home. First of all, I want you to see with me that God provided the right setting for Abraham's trial. Now, a lot of times, you know, we'll pray about something, uh, and uh, when God answers, uh, we'll think, well, uh, I wouldn't have done it exactly like that. That's not exactly what I was expecting. <laughs> yes, sir. And uh, these trials come our way, uh, and we get to thinking, uh, why now? Or why here? Uh, boy, it looks to me like it would have been better some other time, some other place. Hey, if you don't take nothing else home with you tonight, you remember this. The same God that allows the trial picks the time and He picks the place. I don't know about you, but that helps me. Realizing that a God that makes no mistakes picks the place. He picks the time. And I realize we sometimes want to question that. I remember some time ago, me and Carolyn was someplace and stayed in a motel, had one of these parking garages. And I'd park about the third floor up, you know, on that thing and, and, and pull that automobile right against the wall, the front of it. Come down the next morning and got in it and turned the key and it wouldn't even grunt. Deader than a hammer. 
pulled right up against that wall. Chris and couldn't hardly even get the hood open. I thought, my God, why now, Lord? Why here? Why couldn't this have happened in my driveway? <laughs> Stood around there a little while and felt sorry for myself. Went back in, pulled out the phone book, and began to look up, you know, repair shops and called the garage, and he said, I'll be over. I told him, where is that? I said, I'll go down on the sidewalk and wait on you. And went down in the southern states, you know, and it was hotter than blazes, and I leaned up against the tree waiting on that record service. And what it, it was a palm tree. And that bark was a pointing up. And I got to feeling better. <laughs> I mean, a little while he showed up and uh, we pushed it back and he put some jumper cable took right off, you know. I don't even think he charged me anything, Phil. Went on down to the advanced store, you know, and got me a battery and putting that thing. Problem all solved. Man, I stood there for a little while thinking, why here? Why now? Right. Come on, preacher. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I was down the other side of Sumter, South Carolina, one summer day. Hotter than blazes in that country. And there's a little old plank in the road, not more than a foot long. And I thought I centered that thing. But my back tire caught it and flipped it up and it punctured my gas tank. <laughs> Pretty good stream running out of that thing. Cars are blowing, pulling up alongside of me, waving. I thought it wild people down there going to kill me. You know. Finally, I got the message pulled over and found out what it was. I didn't have a thing on there to work with much, you know. I took my handkerchief, tied and folded that thing up and put it that, over that hole and had one of these bungee straps, you know. Put it up there to hold that in place. Got it down to where it drip, 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 you know. Got this place stayed. It was getting late and everything closed. And come morning, took it down to repair shop. And he said, yeah, I'll fix it. Got to take the tank off and drain it, you know. And he looked at my tag and he said, what are you doing here? What part of North Carolina are you from? I told him I passed a church in the mountains. He had one of those, Chris, remember them old blow torches that you laid that iron out there, you know, on? And uh, crude uh, compared to what they operate with today. He turned that thing off when I told him I pasted the church. Set it aside. He said, Preacher, how do you know God's calling you to preach? Oh, preacher. <laughs> what about that? Man, I laid out there beside that interstate highway under that Buick that day thinking, why now? Why here? I don't understand this, God. One more trial, buddy. You hear that old voice? How you know God's calling you? Well, I said, I can't speak for everybody. But I said, it become an obsession with me. I said, I'll tell you how I got to praying. I got to praying, Lord, it seemed to me like you calling me to preach. And I said, it wasn't long. I said, Lord, if you don't want me to preach, you better tell me. I'm going to anyhow. (laughs) He said, preacher, I'm there. 
I believe he had the cussingest boss I ever heard in my life and I walked in there. He heard us a talking like that and he quit cussing. <laughs> and before I left there, they wanted to know where I was going to be. And they'd come, you know. And, and, and here I was wondering, why here? Why? See, God knew that. I'm a telling you, the same God that sends the trial picks the time and He picks a place, buddy. Do us well to remember that. I mean, my Lord, listen, Mount Moriah is three days' journey. I'm saying there were nearer mountains. Why Mount Moriah? Why couldn't God have picked a closer mountain? One nearer old Abraham. Well, when you read three days in the Word of God... You're on resurrection territory. (laughs) What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying when Abraham and Isaac started up Mount Moriah, they're on resurrection ground, bless God. I mean, listen, when he reached for that knife, uh, he's on resurrection territory. uh, And I'll tell you something, church, uh, he knew that he was. He told him two young men at the base of the mountain, he said, me and the lads are going up to worship God. And me and the lads are coming back. And I read over in the book of Hebrews that Abraham believed God to the point that if he killed Isaac, God would resurrect him right on that mountain and send him off. He knew he was on resurrection ground. He said, boys, both of us are going up and both of us are coming down. By the way, did you notice what he told him? He said, me and the lads are going up to what? Worship God. His mind was made up. He is going up there to worship God. Why bring that up, preacher? A whole lot of people go to church. Well, if the singing's good enough, I may worship today. If the preacher takes the right text, I may worship today. If the Sunday school teacher studied his lesson, I I may worship. That ain't Abraham. He said, I'm going to worship God. It don't matter what comes. It don't matter what's missing. I'm going up there and worship God. Bless God. That man, when we come out here on a Sunday morning, our mind ought to be made up. We're going to worship God. When you head out to Unit on Sunday morning, Phil Rains, you're going there to worship God. No doubt about it. That men don't matter. That men what anybody sings, what they don't. Go to worship God. Hallelujah. He said, we're going up. We're going to worship God. <laughs> yes, sir. In your mounts, but God knew what he was doing. He had him on resurrection territory. But he on Mount Moriah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Not only near mountains, there were nicer mountains. Mount Moriah, that's just no rock lift. Not only there were nobler mountains. Mount Pisgah, Mount Sinai, nobler mountains than Moriah. But God knew exactly what He is doing. <laughs> His infinite wisdom, He picks the time. 
He picks the place. Do us well to remember that. I mean, when the trials come, boy, listen, and the dark clouds have gathered, remember that the same God that sent the trial picked the time. He picked the place. Let's quit going around and say, well, this has been better some other day. Been better some other place. No, sir. God knows exactly why that time and that place. God provided the right place for a setting. Number two, God provided adequate strength for the trial. Huh? Yes, sir. Sufficient strength. Hallelujah. I mean, a man don't go around with what it takes to take the life of his child. He didn't go up that mountain with that kind of strength. Huh? But he believed God give it to him. How do you know that, preacher? Praise God. You go back to verse number 1. And he already agreed to do it before God even told him what he's going to do. Here am I. Spell it out, God. I'll do it. God told him, the Bible said he rose up early in the morning. God hadn't even told him what he wanted to do yet, Phil. And old Abraham here am I. I'll do it. Didn't have an inkling of an idea what God was going to ask out of him. But better he had read to do it. Amen. Whatever God said, and here he went. Amen. Hallelujah. I was thinking about something that never crossed my mind here lately, Chris. What God told Paul. He said, My grace is sufficient. And right there is where we quit. I've already preached all my life. I mean, I had always been right with God, but I've been in church all my life. I mean, my mama took me to church nine months before I discovered America. I've been in church all my life. And right there is where Sunday school teachers and preachers quit. My grace is sufficient. God didn't quit there. He said, for thee. What's important about that? Listen, we think God provides grace for the circumstance. Or God provides grace for the occasion. No, sir. The grace is for me. Not the occasion. I mean, what he's telling Paul, Paul, I've got you covered. (laughs) Not the circumstance. Uh, not the occasion. I've got you covered. Amen. I'm told that there's some states, you know, when it comes to uh, insurance for drivers, instead of insuring the automobile, they insure the driver. Right. You see, in North Carolina, you got more than one car, and and you've got insurance on one, don't have insurance on the other, and you driving that, and they ain't got none, and you have a wreck, you in trouble. But in these states, they insure the driver. Bless God, it don't matter what you're driving. You're covered. I hope you're seeing what I'm seeing. That big difference in just grace for the occasion, 
That ain't what God said. He said, my grace is sufficient for thee. He said, Paul, I've got you covered. Oh, hallelujah. You talk about being in good hands tonight. Glory to God. And then I got to think about this. You know, I've never been out in the field or the woods yet with my boys that they ain't always been out ahead of me up front. And preachers, I'm persuaded my soul, old Isaac, was ahead of Abraham. Looked her age and nothing else. And the Bible said Isaac carried the wood. I preached one time on look who carried the wood. (laughs) Now I want you to picture he's up ahead of Abraham and he's got that wood. And the sun hit him in the face. And he's casting the shadow of a cross. Lord have mercy. Here God showed me this three o'clock in the morning, nobody to preach to. Chuck, I was in trouble. <laughs> I mean, he's casting the shadow of a cross. And every once in a while, that cross would fall over his daddy. And old Abraham would be found in the shadow of that cross. I'm glad and happy my soul. The shadow of the cross fell over me one day. Hallelujah. Boys, I make my way through the wilderness of the world. I've got the shadow of a cross. That man falling over to me. Thank God for the cross. You talk about Jehovah Jireh. You talk about a providing God. He gave the best he had to keep me out of hell. Jesus died on bloody Calvary. Thank God for that blood. Glad you wore that red shirt tonight. Stirs me up, preacher. Hallelujah. Think about that blood. I was telling God, God showed me something. One time, first saying the story of David. I realize others have preached it. Oh, I'll tell you what God showed me. And uh, like old Brother Raymond King, you know, he people sing his songs. And, and then he come along and sing them. He said, now, I realize they don't sing them like, but he said, I don't sing it how God give it to me. <laughs> so all I know is preaching how God give it to me. <laughs> and we think about David on that battlefield, 17th chapter, 1 Samuel. But we don't often think about how it all started. Back up to verse 1. And here's Israel on one side on the mountain and the Philistines on the other side. And for 40 days, the Bible said, Old Goliath came out there, give me a man. Give me a man. 40 days of that. Now listen, you don't have to study history much to know uh, that those Philistines uh, were trained warriors. They was at home on the battlefield. They had better weapons, 
They had the Israelites outnumbered. Why in this world for 40 days uh, did they hang around there hollering, give me a man? Why didn't they just go ahead and overrun Israel? Boy, what I got to thinking about myself. It's bringing home. I mean, the devil was Lucifer, fallen angel. And I read in the Word of God where God sent one angel and slew 185,000 Syrian soldiers in one night. Dead bodies laying everywhere come morning. 185,000, one angel. That tells me those angels has got something I ain't got. What I'm saying, I ain't no match for the devil. Right. He's a fallen angel. You ain't no match for him. Then how come when I'm sick or discouraged, don't he just go ahead and wipe me out? And God showed me, preacher, the same reason the Philistines didn't overrun Israel in 1 Samuel chapter 17. Verse 1 says, they came to a place called Ephes Damim. You know what that means? They came right up to Ephes Damim and they wouldn't take another step as far as he comes. It means the boundary of the blood. <laughs> they wouldn't cross that bloodline. And Henry, the Philistines knew every battle they'd fought beyond Ephes Damim, they'd been defeated. And they're not going over that. <laughs> Give me a mind. They're trying to draw Israel into enemy territory. But they're not going to cross that bloodline. (laughs) And then something else dawned on me. That's why David turned down Saul's armor. I mean, if he's going to take Saul's armor and he's going to do hand-to-hand combat with Goliath, he's going to have to cross that bloodline. If he goes out there with a sword and do hand-to-hand combat... He's going to have to cross the boundary of the blood. Oh, yeah. Come on, preacher. He said, I ain't going to do that. I'm going to stay behind the blood and get him with the rock. I'm a telling you, if you ain't careful, the devil will try his best to get you to cross that bloodline to get in the flesh and so I'll just get over here and take care of that man's problem and get in the flesh and forget about the help of God forget about the cross and the blood and you're headed for the feet mister you don't have to fight him on his own territory You don't have to get into enemy territory, I'm telling you. Hallelujah. No, listen. Your old Abraham, boy, he's in good territory and he shot of that cross falling over him. 
Boy, you've got adequate strength. Provided by God. Third thing, thank you, Lord, that God provided for him. A ram for a substitute. He provided the right thing at the right time and at his right place. He always will. It wasn't no dog. Wasn't no donkey. Right animal. Had him the right place. In exactly the right moment. That's God. He's Jehovah Jireh. The Lord, He will provide. And He'll never send you the wrong thing. Never be the wrong place or the wrong time. It'll always be the right thing. Right place. Lord God, I believe I'll just go ahead and shout. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, He's Jehovah Jireh. I know that's hundreds of years ago. But thank God tonight, He's still Jehovah Jireh. Yeah, I know my name ain't Abraham, but He's still Jehovah Jireh. I don't have a boy named Isaac, but He's Jehovah Jireh. I don't live on a mountain comber. Well, and thank God, He's still Jehovah Jireh. Amen this evening. The Lord, He will provide. I don't know who you are, but somebody needed to hear that tonight. Amen. You've been worried sick. Amen. Stay behind the boundary of the blood. Depend on the one. Thank God to take care of it. He will provide. We stand all over this congregation. You don't know which one, ladies. He called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh. Go from Abraham to Isaac just a minute. Well, my mind goes wild. That meeting is over yonder on the mountain. God provided. I hear old Abraham say, Let's go, boy. It's going to be supper time at home. Let's go. I hear old Isaac say, Daddy, you go on ahead of me. I'll catch up. And I see old Isaac get down. Beside that old altar. That smoke going toward heaven. Bow down beside the ram. Say thank you, Lamb, for what you did for me today. Thank you, Lamb, for taking my place. Boy, I said I could see him down on the side of that mountain headed for the valley. That's a trip I'll just be honest I don't like. Lord God, I live it on the mountain. And boy, sort of heartbreaking sometimes God starts you off the side of that mountain toward another valley. Lord God, think about it. As he made his way down that mountain, he still got the Father with him. And I can hear him saying, Boy, I sure am glad a lamb came by. 
Lord God, halfway up the mountain, three-fourths of the way down the mountain, I sure am glad a lamb came by. And thirdly, he may be going off the mountain, but he's headed home. I'm on my way. I'm not talking about Beulah Dean, North Carolina. I'm talking about Beulah Land. Hallelujah. I'm headed home. Boy, since this time last year, I've had several of my friends. Old Brother William Jackson always sat right down here. That stick. Old Bible. He's already home tonight. Somewhere over yonder across the river. I got another friend awaiting. No wonder that old songwriter said, What a day that'll be. Meantime, look who's providing for me. He's Jehovah Jireh. The Lord, He will provide. Somebody here tonight needs to get in this altar and thank God for what He's going to do because you trust in Him. Somebody else, you just need to come thank God for what He did do already. God bless you, honey. God bless you, man. God bless you, ladies. I don't know how God's speaking to you, but if He is, it's your meeting, it's your invitation. I never take for granted everybody's saved. You hear tonight, lost and undone without God, He'll save you if you'll ask Him to. Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door to knock. If any man, that means woman, boy, girl, too, hear my voice, open the door, I'll come in. Sup with Him, get me. speaking to your heart. This short invitation. Preacher Bob, I don't know about another. It's been all too long since I got around a little longer prayer and said thank you, Lamb, for what you did for me. Thank you, Lamb, for taking my place. He'll bless your heart. Well, hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, yeah. God do for what man can't do. Thank you for it. Hallelujah. Woo. Yeah. Glory to God. <laughs> Woo. Hallelujah. <laughs> 
Hey, hear me, hear me well. We won't hold you. Maybe with you tonight, not even a personal need. Maybe the need of another. You just need to get around this old altar and call her name tonight. I mean, God's holding that face in front of you. Maybe right now, you need to come call her name before you leave these premises. Call the name of that loved one, that neighbor, that acquaintance. Well, I'm so glad somebody prayed for me. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would there be another? We're going to pray with the leader.